I'm Kevin Purcell. I'm Rick Mansfield. And this is Theotech. Well, hey, we're back with another Theotech. And this is Theotech with Kevin and with Rick. Hey, Rick. Hey, Kevin. How's it going? I'm going good. I'm doing well. Today, we're going to be talking about the uh, the Apple uh, Spring Loaded. Sometimes these Apple events that they have, they have sort of secret code messages in them. But I think it just meant that it was in the spring and it was loaded with content, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's straightforward this time. And so we're going to do that. But we're joined by a couple of our Theotech alumnus, alumni, I guess, is the right way to say that. Uh, first, I'll just start with uh, LaRosa Johnson. We're excited to have him. I'm glad that he's back in North Carolina. Of course, that doesn't mean I've gotten to see him. But uh, thank you for joining us tonight, LaRosa. He is separated from Olive Tree, but he still does some contract work with Olive Tree Bible Software. And probably more exciting for him is Bible study tips and uh so good to see you thanks for joining us la rosa yeah glad to be back glad to be on the east coast where times actually match up <laughs> yeah that's that's probably the easiest thing maybe you'll be able to join us more often because of that and our other uh guest that we have with us and probably be another regular guest and that is antoine Wright. antoine we jokingly say is from the future uh he doesn't call himself a futurist but we sort of call him one and uh, Antoine is somebody who has uh, his chops in, I guess, design. Isn't that sort of your primary area of uh, user interface designs and things like that? Programming and that sort of thing. And design and design strategy for well, currently one of our departments in the federal government. Hey, let's just jump right in here. And what we're going to do is, uh, you know, we are Theotech. And so we we try to think about what does this mean for, you know, the church and for ministers and for Christians in general. Uh, but this one's going to be a little more tech than Theo. Uh, we're going to nerd out on the Apple stuff. We're all for Apple users primarily. I think that's a safe description, although we might use some other things on occasion. But uh, let me just start uh, with you, Rick. And what would you say was the one thing that was probably the most interesting or exciting that got announced today by uh, Apple and the folks at uh, with, with Tim and the, and the folks at Apple? Well, well, there were there were a number of things that I, that were interesting, but if I had to pinpoint one, it's going to be a device that's not going to be for me, but for my wife Kathy. Uh, they brought colors back to the iMac. You know, besides the new design that you know, first design and what, 10 years maybe? Uh, they brought the colors back maybe for the first time since 2004. I, I don't know, three, three, I don't know, a long time ago. And um, and my wife's favorite color is yellow. And so we're, we're building, we're building a yellow house. And so there's going to be a yellow iMac sitting on her, on her uh, desk. And of course, the nice thing about these new iMacs is they have the M1 chip, uh, which, uh, which Kevin, you and I already have the M1 macbook pros you have a macbook air or macbook pro i can't I, I have a pro my son has the air yeah that's right i, have I knew that there was a mini. Pair in there somewhere oh yeah yeah and antoine has the the mini and larosa doesn't you're you're looking at what what are you looking at larosa i will have a mini tomorrow ah yeah see so all, all around and um so that i think that i think those are going to be really nice one one thing that that i think about the the imac that you know, I noticed I noticed in the previous event where the MacBook Air and the Mini and the Pro were announced, all all of these so far I think are just the base level 
entry devices. For instance, with the iMac, you only have this one that's 24 inches. They didn't say anything about a 27 inch or something like that. The larger one, the, the one with, you know, right, like right now, I'm coming to you through a 5K iMac, you know, previous Intel. Uh, so there is no five, this, this new one's a four and a half uh k and i think because they stretched the, they got they, they made the bezel smaller and so that the the screen's a little bit larger i'm sure it's the same footprint but uh but we're only seeing the entry level i i just i can't imagine what's going to what's going to come you know in the next six months to a year when we really start to get to some of these pro level machines yeah if you think about these along like a spectrum of you know the highest end pro thing versus the most basic computer for a uh, consumer, these are closer to that basic level, but that M1 chip, right. which is basically all of your system, your memory, your uh, uh, video processor, and your system processor all on a single chip, and it because of its efficiency and that sort of thing, it's, it's a lot faster, a lot more powerful, and uh, doesn't suck as much power, which is great for the mobile devices. They also added that to the iPad Pro, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. I was gonna say, it also allowed them to really make that new iMac very slim. You know, because they had this great visual that, that showed, you know, the previous Intel motherboard and all the different components of that. And it's just, it's just so incredibly much smaller in the, the M1. Yeah, it almost looks like an iPad with a, a stand below <laughs> below it. That, yeah. Yes, yeah, like when they showed like the inside of it, basically like the where the chin is, that is where like all the computer is. Everything else right. is the screen. Right. Yeah, and I wondered if the reason they still have the big chin to the bezel. When you say chin, you mean the it's a larger spot at the bottom of the screen, whereas the yeah. left and right side and top is still is now very thin. Uh, I wonder if they did that for heat purposes because they don't, you know, if you put too much heat behind a display. I, I, don't, I don't think so. No. I think that's where they have a lot of the sound coming. And so if you put the sound up higher, you're not going to be able to be as thin for the, you know, where the screen is oh, when okay. you put it up. So they're using that space down at the bottom for other components, such as sound and, uh, and well, that's where, that's where the, the, isn't that where the actual uh, motherboard is? Yeah. In that part or is it? Yeah, yeah. that's where the motherboard so, is and then the, yeah. the six speakers. Antoine, what do you think? What, what, was, what were your thoughts on the iMac? Uh, honestly, barely looked at it. But then, you know, listening to you guys talk about it and, you know, even thinking through the specs, the iMac sounds like an iPad with a keyboard or an iPad that doesn't go anywhere. You know, or if that's to say, you know, it's sounds like Apple has um, successfully taken the M1 chip and even a display attached to the M1 chip and done a really good job of making something that's really versatile. It can sit in place and be a, a standalone machine, you know, decent enough workstation that you can also pick it up in your hand on the iPad or the MacBook side, MacBook Air side, and have fun. So it's, you know, I, I do think it makes sense, you know, for, for Apple to pull back the colors. I'm for it, you know, we've kind of seen that with some of the other the other products they have. I do think the color accessories that are color matched, you know, they're color matching the USB cables and yeah, that's accents really nice. on the keyboard. That that that's pretty cool detail, you know, oriented stuff. That's that and that's my, and pretty. my wife loved that. You know, that that when she saw all the yellow accessories to go with the yellow I'm I'm Mac, she was hooked. And that's a, clearly a nod to consumer, again, because these are the lower-end, very consumer-friendly uh, devices. But no, when you see all of the um, performance tests that so many people did on the MacBook Pro, the MacBook Air, the Mac Mini, 
you know, it's going to be able to have some some power to do more than just your basic, you know, stuff. It's this is not uh, your iPad two or three or four uh, in a computer. This is a powerful system, isn't it? In fact, Apple needed something that they could put, in, you know, that they could put in product placement on TV shows and in movies. And these, at least until their competitors start making colorful computers too, for the next six months to a year, we're going to see a lot of these iMacs sitting on desks on TV shows and in movies. Oh yeah, Guaranteed. you know the Hollywood rule. Apple, Apple means that they are they're they're the friendly people, the victors. If you don't have an Apple device, That's right. you're probably the enemy of the show. If you're the bad guy, you're running a Dell. Well, let's just put a kind of an exclamation point on this. Uh, you know, the the prices they're going to start at was it twelve ninety nine? I think for the two fifty six model with eight gigabytes, and uh, the fourteen ninety nine will be the one that has all the colors, and then of course it'll go up from there. Uh, now, one thing I did notice, like even with like the lower spec one, it's got like eight only seven cores for the graphics versus like eight cores for the the graphics on the 14.99 like it doesn't make much of a difference but just even like little minor things like that yeah they did the same thing with the ones that they released last late last year so yeah like my, i have the macbook pro but my son has the macbook air and for your basic ordinary stuff i can't tell the difference as far as speed and that sort of thing but when it really kicks yeah. in is when he's doing some heavy video editing um you know that it, it does slow it down a little bit after a period of time because he can't the fan doesn't kick in because it doesn't have a fan but this does and so i think that you'll get a lot more power so um, my plan is as soon as they're available i am going to max it out get the most expensive one i can probably three four thousand dollars and my wife is sitting here right next to me and she's giving me that look so i'm actually not going to do that at all so <laughs> but uh all right well let me jump over you to you uh larosa what what stood out? What was your primary thing that you thought, wow, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Actually, the one thing that stood out for me most was not even hardware related, but what Apple is doing with the, with the podcasts and doing uh, subscriptions so that you don't have to necessarily go have a Patreon or something else in order to make revenue from your podcast, but you can do it like directly through Apple and just doing whatever they can to like make less friction for, for creators putting their content out there and being able to monetize it. Okay, so we're four Apple users. How many of you would you say your podcast listening, if you do listen to it, is primarily through Apple Podcasts? No, entirely, 100%. Okay, Antoine, you? Yeah, every once in a while that I pull the podcast up, yeah, it is through Apple Podcasts. I guess that's because it's just easier. I actually use Overcast, but... Yeah, I use Pocket Casts, and that's my concern, is this is going to be primarily in... Is it, is it only in Apple Podcasts app that you will have this subscription service? So, for example, if I want to, like, if we wanted to have this podcast uh, monetized and get subscriptions, it would be only for people using Apple. Uh, like someone like me who listens to Pocket Casts, that wouldn't work, would it? Apple's likely not doing a, a the pay scale that's going to extend out to other items. Right. Um, they'll get yelled at. They'll get yelled out about it. Um, I'm pretty certain they'll get yelled out about it. You know, it's they built a pay layer inside of Apple Podcasts that can't be used by their competitors. So somebody's going to definitely scream anti-competitive Apple again. But yeah, well, they don't like to share. If you think about, remember iTunes on Windows? Yeah, it made the uh, it made the iPad a lot more popular, but the Windows version of iTunes was really bad. And today, like the Apple. TV Plus app on Roku is 
you know, really kind of pedestrian, not, not that great. So I just don't think they do it well. So that'll be an interesting thing to see. Uh, it might be the kind of thing where people make a premium version that they put on po- uh, Apple podcast and then make a less premium version. But then that makes like, I don't want to do two different versions. <laughs> now we're not in this to make a lot of money here. We, you know, if we do, that'd be great. But if, uh, but no, but if for those that are on like Spotify, you know, cause spot, this is essentially what, what Spotify is doing. Right. They're, you know, giving folks the chance to, to monetize their podcast. And so there was only, there's only Spotify since Spotify seems like they've bought everybody. Yeah. Like the only other like payment layer that I've seen for podcasts that really works is like Patreon where you have like a, a dedicated RSS feed with a password that can get shut off very quickly if you stop paying for it. Apple is going to take 30%. Th- think about the, you know, those folks that have the, you know, their various ministry endeavors. They have their free, you know, maybe sermon podcast that they do, but they maybe want to have something that's a little bit more monetizable, you know, maybe sermon notes or, you know, chat with the pastor or whatever that, whatever that looks like. They can have that as a paid layer that goes into whatever they're doing to support their community and still keep that free layer um, that they had there. And that it being inside of Apple podcast and they don't necessarily have to manage giving people a password. Folks just basically, I'm guessing it's going to be in-app purchase kind of, kind of, you know, mode. And then Apple is basically managing that access point. The podcast person, the person who's running the podcast isn't managing that. So there's, a, there's an easier way to monetize for those that have the audience. It might be a harder means for discovery, but it's, it's definitely easier to monetize than, hey, sign up for my Patreon and remember that you have to use the secret link. LaRosa, do you have any plans on using anything like this for Bible study tips? I mean, it's a possibility. Like, my wife's actually been bugging me this all this week about starting a podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I know you're primarily going to yeah. go to YouTube right now with, with what you're doing, and you've already started publishing now that you've restarted it. So this would be something different, or would you just take the audio from that? Or um, it'll, it'll be something different. Like, actually, the, the podcast my wife wants to do is like, hey, baby, Bible, Bible question, because she's just always asking me questions. So she's like, we should just turn this into a podcast. Yeah, that would be good. I, I ask you a question, and you answer it. <laughs> yeah, I, that actually would be good. I could see that being interesting. All right, Antoine, so uh, now we've talked about the new iMac and the new podcast. Was there anything in it that sort of jumped out at you as being the most interesting thing to you? Totally. It was all about Apple TV and AirTags. Just kidding. Mm. Um, <laughs> just kidding. The AirTags do have me interested at uh, the people that lose stuff. Um, but no, my, my, my want for this one, and I've been waiting for this since really last fall, is the uh, new iPad Pro. Finally got one thing really, really right on it. The placement of the camera. No, no, wait, wait. Is the camera moved? Yes. They oh, now no. placed it. If, if you've got it, if you've got it horizontal, like on your keyboard or whatever, you know, and you're in a Zoom meeting, now it's not gonna look like you're looking at an angle at the camera. You're looking the wrong way because no, it's right there in the center. They didn't move the camera. They did. They showed it. No, the camera's they, not the camera's in the same place. The cameras, they, they, the place, they have the center. It's called center stage. That's the that's the center stage thing, where it's they have it actually thing. focused. Yeah, it's software. It's in the oh, software. I, I, I thought that they had actually moved the camera. So now we've got the Mac Mini, the MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, the iMac, and the iPad Pro, all using the same um, system on a chip. 
So in other words, software that's designed for one of those things theoretically should be able to run on all of those things, right? As long as they, as long as, as long as the developer clicks the checkbox, yeah. and it literally is just a checkbox. There, there, there's almost no excuse to not make software that's product for productivity that works decent iPad and decently on macOS. Yeah, I it's agree too easy. It's, it's just too easy. Um, that means, you know, I'm, I'm ignoring all the work of all the legacy work that, you know, various companies, um, well, I'll keep it the Bible tech, various companies don't want to do, um, to get out of their ways. <laughs> well, I think some of that's going to come. I think some of them are going to come, you know, pointing my fingers at the two guys who work for Bible software companies in, in, the, in the thing, but, um, all right. So, so also what about, you know, like that display, that was pretty impressive. I thought that I, I, I need to, see, I mean, now I, I, that's one of the things I want to see from the, from the recording is, is well, they call just it a exactly pro, how they're turning things on and off. They so it looks call amazing. it a, a pro XDR pro liquid retina XDR display with a thousand nits brightness, 1800 nits peak brightness. By comparison, I have the MacBook pro and it says it has, was it 400 nits of brightness? Okay, uh, 10,000 mini LEDs in this thing, and they like bunch them up to make kind of like uh, little groups of them to actually turn on and off together. To, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what all that means, except well, well, it sounds I'll, I'll, like it I'll, means I'll, this I'll, thing's going to be a really crisp, bright, it, beautiful looking. It, 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 it means that if you want to be a video producer or do some heavy photo editing your option of cl of plugging your iPad into a monitor now looks stupid because there are monitors that don't have that kind of contrast what? ratio. Are, are any <laughs> monitors that high? I mean, except for um, yeah, there's, a there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's a Dell there's one. There's the Apple one. There's yeah, the Apple, Apple XDR. There's a Dell one. There is um, the Samsung one that curves, the, the really big one that curves. That one's got that kind of that kind of color saturation. It doesn't have the brightness. It's got the color saturation. But actually, the, you know, the more realistic, you know, obviously because everybody's not going to do that. If you think about the fact that all of us are not getting younger and our eyes are getting worse as we get worse as we age. Yeah. The way that they are dealing with contrast on the iPads, and this is like from the first iPad now, they're making iPads that get better with age, even if our eyes don't. Yeah, and I just that, watched. And that's really cool. <laughs> I just watched the YouTube video from Everyday Dad. I don't know if you guys have seen any of his YouTube videos, and uh, he's he's kind of fun and interesting. And what he said was, "It's now stupid to buy a computer." <laughs> but you know, the the maxed out um, iPad Pro will cost you over three thousand dollars. That's not a problem. That that yeah. that's the scary thing about the iPad. The iPad compared to to the MacBook. So the MacBook has always had processor and, and RAM config differences that really kind of let you understand that it was a it was a different machine. But with the iPad, you're just getting literally memory difference. It's not a spec difference. I mean, yeah, you get RAM difference, but you're not counting RAM in your in, in your iPad because it's iOS is just or iPad OS is really efficient. It, the 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 kicker is. Will developers take the easy way out? And, and I mean, I know it's not easy to click the checkbox and say, okay, you know what? I got a Mac OS app that kicks butt and people are productive with. Let me do a little bit of work to, 
to also accent the other side of, of, of folks who could use it. The iPad Pro, this this new iPad Pro, it it really makes it hard to say not to do that. It makes it really hard to say not to do that. All right. Speaking of high end, low end, so the 11 inch starts at 7.99, and is that for 256 or 128? I can't remember. Uh, out to well, 128. It's a pro, so probably 256. Okay. It's 128. Then, I'm, I'm on the side now. It's 128. Yeah, and then the 12.9 starts at 10.99. So that's that's yeah. about. Yeah. It's not far off from what they were in the past, right? Are they? Is that about? Uh, yeah. 100 and bucks, and about 100 12, bucks more. Yeah, and the 12.9 is the only one that comes with that uh, liquid Retina HDR display. And then also they talked about the the new port. It's now a Thunderbolt port Thunderbolt. on the iPad. Yeah. And so that um, means yeah, you... which would be awesome. I so, all right, so you know, this is the the other future speaking bit. The USB-C port in the last now last um, iPad Pro should have been able hardware-wise can support external screens at different resolutions. Nobody did anything with that really. With Thunderbolt, there's almost no excuse to do so. You can now support not just different resolutions. I mean, it can drive the, the XDR display now, which is absolutely insane. You can drive a 6K display from your iPad. But will <laughs> you can Apple, drive. But is Apple going to allow people to do dual display other than just for watching and viewing? Stuff? Oh no! For no. example, for example, they, they I have. Will... No, no, they have. No, they, they, they have. No, no. Hear me out. You've been able to do that. Developers have been able to enable this since iOS 12. In the one problem app? is that it's hard to enable. Okay, is that it's, just in one app? Antoine, is that just in one app? Like if I have one app open, I can mm. see one thing on my iPad and another thing on the external display, right? But I can't yeah. have two apps open, one on the iPad and Correct. one on the external. That's Correct. what I'm that, talking that, that, about. For, to do that, yeah, to do that, that's you real have to re-architect iOS. That's real you have to, dual. You have to re-architect iOS to do that. And it'd be interesting if iPad OS gets that now because it's, I mean, again, the last iPad had the capability of doing this with the Thunderbolt display. You have the capability of doing it. Um, I'm looking forward to the, I, I'm definitely in the, I'm, I'm getting the 12.9. I'm getting the cellular 12.9. I haven't figured it out if it's one terabyte or, or five twelve. I don't know yet, but it, that's the right workflow. Okay, Find your big Rick fancy... Yeah. Rick, let me bring in on this because I think you might agree with me on this. Is it sure. is it is it silly now for Apple to not allow that on an external display? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, there, there's a lot to be said for workflows. I mean, I'm sitting here in front of three monitors, you know, and so I, I'm not asking the iPad to do that. But there's an advantage sometimes of having, you know, reference material over here on one screen while I'm riding on this other screen. Now you can do the split screen, but it, you know, it, it takes away from that a little bit. So, you know, it, it, you know, the kind of stuff that Antoine's talking about, they have a real good picture of this on the Apple website with the, the, new, the, the new iPad Pro and it's got LumaFusion on it. And there's some kind of dock in there. I'm not sure what, certain what that is. Probably something Thunderbolt, perhaps an external drive. But then they've got one of the, the new Apple HD monitors that that's where they're seeing the full image of the video. So you do have different thing as the monitor versus on the iPad. But, you know, for I think for what a lot of we, a lot of things that we do, you know, 
we, it'd be great to have more than one app. Bringing it to a, a ministry thing, that's something that I uh, really would like to see when, I, when we're talking about this connecting to an external display. You know, I, I plug my iPad into uh, our projector at church for our Wednesday night Bible study. And usually what I'm doing is I'm showing keynote. And so mm -hmm. I'll take I'll take notes on the screen. You know, I've got, I've got the Bible verse and, you know, if I want to highlight one phrase or one word, I'll circle it or underline it. I'll write a little note on the side, that kind of thing. Sometimes what I've done is I've had pulled up notability and make a note and you see the whole notability interface on the iPad, but on the screen, all you see is a whiteboard essentially. And so I do that. Well, and, and so that's a cool way. What I'd love to see though, is to have both set it up where I could have, side by side with both the keynote and the notability right next to each other on that. You should, you should be able to do that. So, so no, no, you can do side by no, side. You can on the external display. You can have to. But like was, I used to teach, I used to teach with uh, accordance, uh, you know, uh, accordance and keynote both on the iPad. And so everyone else saw just this slide that, that it was, you know, in, in from keynote. But what I was looking at is I was looking at a biblical text. And below that, I was looking at, you know, some, it was usually like my notes uh, that, that I had there. And then on the keynote side, I saw not only the slide, but I saw my teaching notes. Uh, for, for that as well. So I had all of that in, in front of me and then everyone else was just seeing the slide. What I want is a windowing interface where I could drag accordance over there. That's what I want. Yeah. And you can't do that. Right? I, I don't know that no. they're going to do that. But I, I agree with you. You know, it, it really needs to be better than what it is. And it doesn't, it shouldn't be hard either. It needs right. to be something that's as intuitive well, as picking up the keyboard. <laughs> let's, let's move on from this. Uh, I think we've mm -hmm. uh, just by nature of what was most exciting, we've covered the new iPad Pro, maybe not all the tech specs. You can check that out at, at Apple.com. We've covered the iMac and we've covered the uh, the podcasts. Uh, I don't think any of us care enough to talk about Apple Card. We're not going to, so we'll move on from that. Uh, a purple iPhone, cool. There's now a purple iPhone if you're interested in that. Honestly, the thing that I was most excited about to hear about was what are we going to get as far as an Apple TV? Now I have a pie in the sky dream of what I want and that I probably won't ever get it. I actually just got a Roku stream bar and I want an Apple version. The Roku stream bar is essentially a sound bar with a Roku built into it. I'd love something like that. Uh, I tried really hard to make uh, a HomePod work well with my 1080p uh, I, uh, uh, Apple TV and they just don't work well together. The the 4K one does, but I don't know. I just it just didn't work out the way I wanted. So that's what I was praying for, and I knew I wouldn't get it. But what I did want to see was an Apple TV that had a little more chops to it, and something that uh, could replace essentially a you know maybe make a really high end one that could replace a gaming system. I'm not a big gamer, but I just thought that would have been really cool to see. But I am excited to see that they've redesigned that remote because that was the bane yes. of my existence. And honestly, it's one of the main they, reasons they I went. practically went back to the old remote. Yeah. Well, uh, they, but, I think they beautifully meshed the two together because they, that, well, they have a dial in the middle. Let me just explain what it is. They have a new remote. It's got actual buttons, left, right, top, bottom. And then in the center, they've got a button, but that's also a touch interface. The, right. the dial on the outside of it allows you to, advance things with a dial and and so it it just it just seems 
I'll have to get it in my hands, but it seems like the perfect upgrade to what we uh, had now, which was atrocious in my opinion. I'm holding the current you know, remote in my hand and I'm looking at the new one and um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the minority because I actually like the current remote. Um, I'm, I'm, You're I, the I, only I, one I've ever met. That yeah, that's true. You are the only person I've ever heard of that said that. Just like my, my biggest disappointment about the new Apple TV, because I will get one, but my biggest disappointment about it is the price. I was so hoping they were going to come down to a sub $100 price to better compete with Roku and the Fire Stick and all of that. But they didn't. Yeah, I don't think oh, they, they did. What's the price? What's the price? Same price. Same price as they had before. One seventy nine for a thirty two gigabyte model, and one ninety nine for the sixty four gigabyte model. Uh, one thing that's interesting, though, for churches, again, thinking along the lines of ministry, unless you have a four K display, and unless you're gonna, you know, really do a lot with this thing, honestly, if you're a church, what I would do is there's gonna be a lot of people selling off ten eighty p. Um, Apple TVs, I'd pick one up to to use in you know your your youth room or in your children's room as a way to wirelessly send stuff on the iPad or your Mac to uh, to a display. Is not a lot. They're of still people, selling that of, one, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Apple's still selling it. But you're going to get a used yeah. one a lot cheaper now. You're going to probably find those well under a hundred bucks. Uh, let's let's just hit one more thing. We actually talked, I think, more in our private chat about AirTags than anything else. Even though it it sounds like from what you guys are saying, it might be a throwaway. That's actually my second most exciting feature. I'm looking forward to that because I used to use a tile, and I wanted that to be awesome, but it really stunk. First of all, the battery died, I think, in like two months or less. My wife still has one on her keychain. She's had it there for about three years, and it does literally nothing because the battery's dead, and she just hasn't bothered to take it off. But, uh, you know, for for is it $39 for one and uh, $99 for four, and if you are just loaded and full of money like Rick is, you can get the Hermes for $449. Get two of those for your wife and you. Anyone who buys the Hermes deserves to be short that much money. Yeah, that's, you know, that's almost silly and and ridiculous. All of the tag accessories, the best value for those will be getting the the, um, third party ones that'll be on Amazon within two weeks. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> that's actually, I, I do yeah, plan to, to buy one and put it on my keychain, you know, just so yeah. I lose my keys yeah. and and I'll probably get one for my wife, maybe as a Mother's Day gift or something. Get and one for your youngest son. And uh, for my That'll boy, be the Christmas you, present. I'll be buying year. a four pack. Yeah. Everyone will be giving tags. Yeah, I'll be buying two four packs probably. Yeah. I'll All right. So I'll buy a four pack listen, and put one ahead. on my wife's phone, on her iPad, on her keys, in her purse. <laughs> On her phone, what does, does she have a, a something other than an Apple phone or something? Uh, well, she has an iPhone, but she, she, she finds her phone. What's so built in? iPad. Well, you know, I, I mean, we just talked about the AirTags there, and you know, obviously, Apple has their own little play that they're doing with this. But I, I, I like the fact that AirTag is really more of a platform that other companies can jump into, yeah. and that we saw I the agree. announcement the other week. You know, the bike company is doing something. A few other companies are doing this. I, I think just like with Apple TV showing up on different other TVs, you know, not just in a dedicated device, I think AirTag being a platform like that makes a lot more sense. Um, if I'm, you know, if I'm doing asset management, you know, um, I, I can honestly see somebody trying to figure out how to super glue, Gorilla Glue AirTags 
to their tables and chairs so that they can keep up with uh, the items that they give away. So I, I expect to see something on the side of asset management applications for small businesses and for families. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised to see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised to see AirTag as a platform be really good as as a, as a really good basis for there. And that's not to say that Tile and I think Samsung now has one as well. I'm, it's not to say that those. You know, there's something to be said when Apple gets into a market. It, it makes folks aware that the person that does not want to deal with configuring everything is definitely going to get a good experience. You make a really great point about asset management because, for example, our association has a, a block party trailer so that churches can check out this trailer. It's got snow cone machine and popcorn, and they could put, at the very least, they could just put it in the, the, the high dollar items that are in that trailer um, or at the very least, just put it in the trailer itself in case someone comes and backs up to it in the night before the, <laughs> the church was going to have their block party, you know, and haul off with the trailer. But, but uh, I could see that in churches, you know, when you have items in the church that often get gone, you know, you can put one in there and find out why is this often getting gone? And it turns out that the, you know, the, uh, the 11th grade boys classroom keeps borrowing it and not bringing it back <laughs> or something like that. Most of this, these products, if you're interested in them, come, uh, you can order them April 30th, I believe. And they come out sometime over the next month after that. So yeah, uh, I was not feeling very happy about that. I really wanted to hit the order button today. This was yeah, the first people... time ever that I wanted to hit the Apple button order button today the day it came out <laughs> i honestly think this was one of those days that people would have impulse bought a bunch of stuff yeah. that after a couple of weeks they'd think yeah no i don't need that after all <laughs> so <laughs> i wasn't going to do that except maybe for the air tags because that was the only thing i probably could have afforded the impulse by today but but uh well listen we have a really great we had a really great time thank you for sticking with us if you're still with us at this end of it normally our podcast will not go this long we we've kind of made a goal to make it 30 minutes or less and we're probably approaching uh, uh close to 45 minutes to an hour here but we we just enjoy it we're a bunch of apple nerds and we like to talk about it but uh we'll be back with uh, another podcast coming soon probably talking about you know tips for being efficient in ministry or something else like that but uh just if you want, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, even though we won't do a subscription model when that comes out right away. But we're also in just about anywhere you can find podcasts, you know, Spotify, Pocket Cast is what I use, um, you know, just all over the place. We'd really appreciate you subscribing, sharing it with people. Let other people know if you found this useful or interesting. But uh, La Rosa, Antoine, on behalf of Rick, we really think, thank you guys for joining us tonight, and we look forward to have you with us again at another future episode. So God bless, guys. Thank you. All right, Rick. Well, we had fun. Good night.